what do medical debt and printing presses have in common? Hi guys, welcome to the show once again. I am your humble host, Eric Powers of Sky Blue Wealth. We're back to talk personal finance and saving for retirement. Glad to be with you here today. And if you don't mind, please take a moment to hit that follow button and subscribe to the show if you haven't done so already. And of course, thank you to all of those who already have. It means a lot. Now, what's on tap today? Some pretty interesting stuff concerning healthcare costs. And some of the information is so new, I'm not sure what direction this episode is actually going to go. It's about medical costs here in America, and it has some positive points, but it has some negative ones too. So I'm going to try to stick to the facts about what's happening, and you can make up your own mind. Now, if you've heard of this program before, then you have the jump on me. I only learned about RIP Medical Debt this week. It's a nonprofit group with a goal of relieving Americans of some burdensome debt from medical bills. So let's get into it. This story came out of the New York Times, and it focuses on a few cities and countries. Thing is, the program is going to spread to other cities and states. Get this, tens of thousands of people in Cook County, Illinois, will open their mailboxes to find a letter from the county government explaining that their medical debt has been paid off. How is this possible, and where is the money coming from? Okay, so you and I have the same question. Let's look at a couple things. If you know anything about debt collection, you know that debt can be bought and sold. A common example would be a company buying a delinquent cell phone bill from AT&T for pennies on the dollar, let's say. The company hopes to persuade the consumer to eventually pay off the debt, and the collection agency will profit well when that does happen. Okay, so this is how medical bills are being paid off. See, this is pretty interesting from several angles. So RIP medical debt is buying medical debt from doctors, hospitals, and collection agencies for pennies on the dollar, all to benefit the American who fell ill and couldn't or didn't pay their bill. That's what I gathered anyways. Like I say, this is fresh news to me. So let the wheels turn in your head for a second, and we'll see how many downsides we can find. And heck, shoot me an email if you've heard of this before. My contact information is always in the show notes. Let me know your thoughts about it. The first issue that came to my mind was feeling good about a ton of people getting relief from a debt that most Americans simply did not choose to get. Think emergency surgeries, car accidents, stuff like that. Then I wondered if this solution could ever get to the root of the problem, which is that the healthcare in America is too expensive, which I'll cover a little bit more in a bit. It's just a fact, and the insane costs are not slowing down. Hey, do you need proof that medical costs are out of control? Okay, exhibit A. Some medical providers will offer discount services by some 50% if a patient can pay in cash upfront and avoid the messy insurance hassle altogether. One study showed this benefited the medical practitioners too. 34% of respondents reported better or much better earnings under the direct payment system. And why? Because insurance is a hassle. It's a complex system, and it slows down payments to the doctors and hospitals. All that to say, we have deep-rooted issues with the healthcare costs in this country. Now, this program is targeting old medical debt. Another city mentioned in the Times article, Pittsburgh, on December 19, 2022, the city council approved a budget that would include $1 million for medical debt relief. Listen to these stats. About 18% of Americans have medical debt that's been turned over to a third party for collections. That doesn't count medical debt, which has been put on credit cards or all medical bills owed directly to providers. Research shows that people with medical debt are less likely to seek needed care. Plus, medical debt can damage people's credit 
and it can make it more difficult for them to secure a job. It's a pretty vicious cycle. Again, due to debt that people are not willingly signing up for, as opposed to signing up for a big car payment, which now you could argue that giant car payment and credit card due is keeping some medical charges from being paid. Another factor, many people would argue that student debt payments are keeping them from being able to afford insurance or pay off hospital bills. There's lots of factors with this issue, right folks? Another one, where the money came from to fund the new program. Printing presses, which the US keeps running 24 seven. We need to unplug them on occasion or maybe even just cut the cord entirely. So this medical debt payoff initiative is being funded by the trillion dollar American Rescue Plan, which infuses local governments with cash to spend on infrastructure, public services and economic relief programs. The nonprofit RIP medical debt is funded by this too, Apparently, the organization mainly handles the actual process of setting up the debt buying and the payoff, which is pretty astounding, the numbers on those buy-offs. Listen to what kind of deep discounts you get when you offer to buy someone else's debt. In Lucas County, Ohio, and its largest city, Toledo, up to $240 million in medical debt could be paid off at a cost of $1.6 million. New Orleans is looking to spend $1.3 million to clear $130 million off the books. The $1 million in Pittsburgh's budget could wipe out $115 million worth of debt there. This is all clearance rack prices, folks, right? It's good for the people who are getting the debt cleared up, but what happens in 20 years when just as many Americans have more medical debt piled up again? Is another trillion dollar rescue plan gonna be on tap? Or will the country be tapped out of funds by then? The root problem has to eventually be addressed and not kick down the line for another generation to worry about. We're very good at doing that. And yeah, those are big numbers I mentioned, but it affects everyone on a microeconomic level too. Higher taxes to be paid for those giant programs. Don't forget also how medical costs can ruin a young couple before they get started. And it can wreck an older couple's nest egg even after they've saved and did a lot of responsible things with the money for decades. Healthcare costs are a severe problem that we've got here, folks. Plus, if this happens in enough cities, how long before hospitals and debt agencies stop slashing the debt so deeply? For example, let's say hospitals and debt collectors in Austin, Texas notice that $240 million worth in debt does get wiped out for $1.6 million, as this article mentions. Well, those Austin executives may see that they can hold out for a longer period of time. Why? Well, the money is coming from a gigantic trillion dollar American rescue plan. That pot is so huge. So why settle for less? That's one perspective, but also each city and country are only allocated so much of the pie. So the other perspective could be that the pie will run out and maybe settling as fast as possible is smart. We'll just have to wait and see how this ultimately plays out. And I read about one city leader opposed to allocating money for this medical debt program. He planned to use the funds on their fire department, first responders and police department. The point that I wanna make with this story Sky-high healthcare costs are hurting every American, from the poorest to the wealthiest. If you can't afford healthcare or have to pay medical bills for years, you're in a terrible spot. If you can afford proper healthcare, well, your taxes are inevitably gonna keep rising in part due to the healthcare problems we have in America. And sure, we can criticize so-called Obamacare, but anyone who thinks healthcare was a shining example before that, well, they just weren't paying attention, I guess. America is one of the very few countries who even have the problem of citizens having such medical debt. And even sadder, our medical outcomes are not number one in the world, far from it. 
despite paying the most for our medical care. Just know this, people support this debt payoff program. 71% said so in a poll on the topic. But like I said, we can't tax our way out of this problem. And tax money is really the only way these plans can get funded. However, one positive note, no matter how you feel about this program, the article mentions that the RIP Medical Debt Group has learned a lot during the early stages of the program by working closely with hospitals and other medical providers. They discovered that tons of patients could have been enrolled in payment programs that prevented the bills from being sent to collections. In other words, it's better to pay the healthcare provider directly even if it is set up on a payment plan. It can protect patients' credit and keep them from being harassed by aggressive collection agencies somewhere down the line. But you know, Americans are busy and they don't have time to investigate all of the ins and outs of the medical world. And when you're hooked up to an IV drip after Dr. Jones just removed your gallbladder, you're not in great shape to be doing research. So I'll say it again, plan ahead for these times. Review your health insurance plan now. Look ahead to how that plan may need to evolve in five years. Then look ahead 10 years. Financial planning involves healthcare planning, folks. With healthcare being so complex, and such a big cost on everybody's cash flow or balance sheet, you have to start preparing today, for tomorrow, and then for the next decade or so. So just do get in touch with me if you have any questions or you'd like to review your plans. Having a financial planner as your guide helps you to navigate complex issues like Medicare, like long-term care, and a host of other areas that intertwine with those. Now, I promised more details on why we pay so much for medical care. Here's a small example focused on medicine specifically. Lack of price transparency. We've got very little ability to shop around for medicine or compare plans. Plus, we're usually unaware of how much a drug or procedure actually costs until after we've received it. Then there's limited competition. The US is one of the few countries that doesn't regulate drug prices, leading to high prices for prescription drugs. Next reason is high administrative costs. The U.S. has a complex system and costly system for managing and processing insurance claims. This obviously drives the costs of drugs up. Then you have marketing costs. Pharmaceutical companies spend billions of dollars each year on marketing and lobbying and advertising, which can add to the costs of drugs as well. Get this, the U.S. and New Zealand are the only countries that even allow pharmaceutical companies to advertise directly to the public. Then you have research and development. It costs billions of dollars to develop new drugs. And those costs are often passed on to consumers, also known as patients. And lastly, the low use of generic drugs. The U.S. has one of the lowest rates of generic drug use in the world. So, like sunbeam bread, we pay more for brand name drugs no matter how you slice it. Okay, the only recap needed is this. Protect your wealth by protecting your health. Begin planning ahead. Set yourself up for success by living a healthy lifestyle, but knowing that we have little control over genetics and accidents. So we may be forced to deal with sky-high medical costs regardless of how many fruit smoothies we force ourselves to drink. Stay on top of your insurance plan and all of that fine print. And be aware of the programs available at hospitals to avoid medical debt for you or someone else in your family at some point. Guys, I hope you learned something new today. I know I did while doing all the research and talking about it to you. Take care of yourselves and give me a call when I can answer any type of financial planning question. Enjoy the rest of your day. I'll talk to you soon. Investment advice offered through Private Advisor Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor.